Welcome to the Unstoppable Grit Podcast, where we dive into the mindset shifts and practical tools to help you break through the roadblocks standing between you and achieving your goals. I'm your host, Danielle Kobo, a former Fortune 500 senior sales manager who spent 15 years in the medical device industry and now the best-selling author of the book, Unstoppable Grit. Think of this podcast as your go-to source for career advice and burnout prevention strategies to help you build a career and life you love. Now let's get started. How often do you think about your career goals? In one year, three years, in five years, what do you hope to accomplish? Are your career goals a reflection of your core values? In today's episode, we discuss how to take ownership of your career and set yourself up for success to achieve your long-term goals by preparing an individual development plan. And I have something special to share with you today. In the show notes is a downloadable link with a workbook so that you can be preparing yourself to achieve your goals with your own individual development plan. So I invite you to go to the show notes and that link is available. You may have tuned into last week's episode when we discussed the annual performance review process and why now is the time to start preparing for it. I gave you a glimpse into behind the closed doors and the eye-opening experience that I had when I was a first-time manager over 10 years ago when I learned about what happens behind the scenes in preparing for that annual performance review and how you can set yourself up for success. Today, we're going to dive into that individual development plan because that's part of the annual performance review. It's looking at where you were last year and what were the goals and how did you measure up to the key strategic initiatives within the organization. And your individual development plan is where do you want your future to go? The first step in the individual development plan is motivations. What are you motivated by? What are some specific areas within your life that you feel motivated to do more, be more, and accomplish more. I'm going to get one misconception off the table right now. It's okay to be motivated by money. For some reason, there's this stigma around money. And there's a stigma saying that it's not good to be motivated by money. But let me tell you, money can mean a lot to different people. For example, I didn't grow up with a lot of money. In fact, I was raised by a single mom who was waitressing during the day and going to school at night to get her bachelor's degree. I often shopped at thrift stores. I wasn't raised with a lot of money. It wasn't until later when my mom remarried, then we actually had kind of a stable household. What money meant to me at an early age was security, was freedom. And now as an adult, it's been a motivator because it gives me the opportunity to live a certain lifestyle, providing for my kids and their college fund, providing a home. I moved 27 times before I was 30 years old. To me, being able to provide a home for my family was a motivator. While we may put money as this category, sometimes as a stigma, as we can't be motivated by money, but what if we took it a step further and said, why does it motivate us? What does it provide for our family and our lifestyle? Does money give us the opportunity to give and give to our community? In your individual development plan, the first thing that you're going to write on that workbook that you're able to download for free is what are the three things that motivate you? The second is how do you enjoy being rewarded and recognized for your accomplishments? Do you like getting promoted? 
Is moving up the corporate ladder a way of being rewarded for your accomplishments? Is it earning that senior title? Is it earning president's trip if you're in sales? If you're in sales, you know that most companies have a president's trip award. And with that often comes a lavish vacation. And I'm sharing with you from experience, I've been to five president's trips in my career. I'm able to explore extraordinary places like Costa Rica and Cabo San Lucas and Jamaica. Because of that, I've gotten this bug deep down inside me as to why I love to travel. And I'm excited that I get to expose my kids to the same type of travel as well. How do you enjoy being rewarded and recognized? Three on your individual development plan, languages of appreciation in the workplace. If you're ever familiar with Dr. Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages, he first wrote his book on how we feel valued in an intimate relationship. Then he took it a step further and he talked about the five love languages when it comes to parenting, as well as in the military community. Because let's face it, if quality time is your love language and yet you're separated for a year, we get creative as military folks. If you don't know this already, I am a military spouse. So it is a unique lifestyle. But he also wrote a book called The Five Languages of Appreciation in the Workplace. And if you want to dive into this a little bit more, you can go to episode 17 when I talk specifically about the five languages of appreciation in the workplace. In short, it starts with words of affirmation. Do you feel appreciated when somebody tells you that you're doing a good job? Is quality time a language of appreciation? Where you value when you get one-on-one time with your manager? When you're in a collaborative type setting, is it tangible gifts? If somebody is out traveling and they know that you collect Starbucks cups from the different places that you've been to, would you feel valued and appreciated if somebody brought you a Starbucks cup as well? Because they're letting you know that they're thinking about you. Is it appropriate physical touch? And what I mean by appropriate is a handshake. (laughs) Is it a pat on the back? When you understand how you feel valued and you communicate that to your manager, it will help improve your relationship. Often we give what we receive. There are some people that are extroverts, that are words of affirmation, and they love it when they're being recognized on a main stage in a group email, while others, words of affirmation is important, but maybe they're more of an introvert. And maybe being an introvert, they actually want to be recognized in a private email one-on-one. Knowing that your languages of appreciation in the workplace is going to help when you're communicating that to your manager and vice versa, knowing theirs as well. Middle management is one of the hardest positions in the corporate environment. And very seldom do managers actually hear that they're being valued or appreciated for the hard work that they're putting in. Let me tell you, behind the scenes, you're putting out a lot of fires as a manager. You're working with a lot of different emotions and you're trying to support each individual in the various steps that they're at in their career. You're onboarding, you're hiring, you're developing, you're putting out some of the fires that are going on at corporate. You're trying to translate the big corporate vision with also knowing what are the immediate needs of the team. What would it look like if you just spent some time telling your manager what you appreciate about them? It would go a long way. The fourth step in your individual development plan is your core values. It's always beneficial to know what your core values are and ensuring that whatever you're doing aligns with your core values. Is it family? Is it faith? Is it accountability? 
Is it trust integrity? One of the exercises that I go through when I'm working on team building is we go through a core values exercise. And each person, we identify what their six core values are. It's a step-by-step process. And we identify what these six core values are. And then collectively as a team, we look at where the similarities are as a team, where the differences are. And collectively, we come up with a vision statement based off of the core values. Because one of the challenges that companies have in an organization is companies have vision statements, they have mission statements, they've got core values, but that was created by the business owner, not necessarily the people that are doing the day-to-day and growing the business. So it's important that if you are a team leader, understanding the core values of each person on your team and maybe creating a team mission or vision statement and maybe having one for yourself as well. How do you wanna show up as a leader? We will be right back to today's episode. Perhaps you want to increase your income, get promoted, or launch a business. You may be feeling overwhelmed, lost, and seeking a sense of purpose and clarity in your career. It's easy to feel stuck when you don't know where you're going or how to get there. How would you feel knowing exactly what steps to take and how to get there? In the show notes, you will find a link to free workbooks with actionable steps to accelerate your career, prevent burnout, and launch your own business. Does your company have a goal in mind and want a high quality speaker with motivational style? Click the link to set up a time to discuss me speaking at your next event. Thanks for tuning in and back to today's episode. The fifth pet peeves. We all have triggers. Each and every one of us has a trigger. Each and every one of us has a pet peeve. I'm going to share with you an example of one of my pet peeves and how it aligns with core values and how it can be beneficial for you to know yours as well as your manager to know yours as well. Accountability, trust, and integrity. Those are three of my core values. We are all going to make mistakes and that's okay. When team members would come to me and they would immediately come to me and say, Hey, Danielle, I dropped the ball. I made a mistake. Here's what happened. And I don't know what to do. Or maybe I have some ideas, but I'd like to talk them through with you. When people would immediately take accountability, it would go straight to the heart. It would soften my heart. And there was empathy that would immediately follow that. When people didn't take accountability because it was a core value of mine and it was kind of a pet peeve when people didn't, and they would come and they would say all these excuses as to what happened versus just a short sentence that said, I dropped the ball. I didn't get my expense reports on time. I got a speeding ticket. I mean, some of these things that I've heard over the years are silly, where if you just take accountability right from the beginning, it would have immediately softened my heart and been more than empathetic to the situation and working towards a common goal. When you understand your pet peeves and you're able to communicate that to your manager, it opens dialogue as well as the same for your manager. You want to know what your manager's pet peeves are. Again, the more you get to know each other, the better the communication, the deeper the relationship, the better the workplace. The fifth is pet peeves. The sixth step in your individual development plan is what are the expectations? What are the expectations your manager can expect from you? And what are the expectations that you have of your manager? Being very clear about expectations. In an annual performance review, there are key strategic initiatives that we are all measured by. Those are the expectations of the organizations. 
But what are the expectations that you have of your manager and vice versa so that you better can understand how to support each other? The seventh step in your individual development plan is your career goals. What are your career goals? Understanding that not everybody wants to move up the corporate ladder. It's okay to be happy and fulfilled and enjoy your current role. But what does that look like in your current role? Does it mean taking on more leadership or mentorship roles and responsibilities within that current role? Does it mean that you want to be involved in more special projects, being on advisory boards, being promoted to a senior or executive level within that particular position? Or does it mean that you want to get promoted to different roles within the organization? And if you do, communicating that to your manager, because 90% of your career is on you and taking ownership of what you want to achieve in your career. 10% of it is your manager guiding you through, providing you with a list of maybe mentors, sponsors, people that can guide you, maybe some courses to take, being very clear of what your career goals are with your manager so that they can help guide you towards that step. Eventually, we'll have a podcast specifically on what's the difference between a mentor and a sponsor. Also important to know as well. But for this sake, I'm going to really hone in on the individual development plan. The eighth step in your individual development plan is what are your strengths and development opportunities? We all have strengths and development opportunities. So when you're writing them down, what are three things that come very natural to you? What are you great at doing? How do those three things align with your role or potentially the role that you want to promote into? And then what are two to three development areas? What are some areas that you want to develop to take you to that next level in your career? When you understand your career goals and you know your development opportunities, that rounds us up in the individual development plan for step nine, SMART goals. SMART goals are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. So if one of your goals is to get promoted within the organization, What is a SMART goal that you can align to that particular goal? Let me give you an example. Your specific goal is to get promoted. So one of the action steps that you're going to take to be specific is you're going to align yourself with a mentor. The specific step is you're going to meet with your mentor once every other week, once a month for a one hour call, for example. When I'm working with my clients and we're going through career consulting or we're working on building their business, we meet for an hour every other week. It helps us create momentum, accountability, guidance, and achieving their goals. And my clients achieved extraordinary things. Some of my clients have gotten new jobs. They've been promoted. They've launched businesses. Some of them have excelled in what they're currently doing now, where they've historically achieved about 105 to 110%. And for the first time, they've maxed out their compensation plan, not only once, but twice, two quarters in a row. As a result, they definitely max out their compensation plan. They've earned more money. They're trending for President's Club. But more importantly, they have a whole nother level of confidence that they've never had before. They've built their confidence where now they feel like they can achieve any goal. And they've been able to do it while providing balance in their life. Because I'm a big believer that you want to be able to achieve your career goals without sacrificing your personal life. Maybe, for example, your goal is to get a mentor. You're going to measure it by meeting with them every other week or every month. The action steps that you're going to take is prior to every single call with that mentor, you're going to email them three questions that you have. That way, it gives them some time to prepare for that call. 
Maybe there's some research that they want to do to best support you. And then is it a relevant goal? Does it align with the goal that you're doing? Does it align with the career goal that you have? In that situation, it would. And when is it time bound? How long are you going to be meeting with your mentor? Is it six months? Is it a year? Is it going to be ongoing? The reality is I'm a big believer that everyone should have a mentor and in various areas within their career. Some of them are within the organization. Some of them are outside the organization in different industries. And why a lot of people will eventually get a career consultant is because it creates a very safe space to be candid and talk truly about your challenges that you may be experiencing at work. Because what if your challenge is with your manager? It may not always be conducive to talk with your immediate peers in the organization. So having a safe space to have open dialogue conversation and be vulnerable and be authentic and talk about the challenges and get some guidance on how to approach that situation is why many people eventually get a career consultant. These are the nine steps to preparing your individual development plan. Tune into last week's episode where we talked about annual performance reviews and why now is the best time for you to prepare. And also take into account the fact that you have the ability to download a free workbook with actionable steps on how to fill out your individual development plan. Again, the nine steps are writing down your motivations. Second step is rewards and recognitions. Three is languages of appreciation in the workplace. Four is your core values. Five, your pet peeves. Six, expectations. Seven, career goals. Eight, strengths and development opportunities. And nine are your SMART goals. Apply these two episodes last week and this week's. And my promise to you is you will set yourself up for success when it comes to getting a successful annual performance review, an individual development plan, gaining clarity on what your career goals are and what actionable steps there are to take it and achieve your goals. And remember, episode 17, I take a deep dive into the languages of appreciation in the workplace. So if you want some clarity around how you feel valued, I invite you to tune in. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode and see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Unstoppable Grit podcast with Danielle Cobo. If you found today's episode resonating and inspiring, kindly take a moment to craft a review. Your review holds the potential for Apple and Spotify to share the Unstoppable Grit podcast with others. Furthermore, consider extending the ripple effect by sharing this episode with those around you, family, friends, colleagues, and anyone who could benefit from the insights and stories shared here. Also, be sure to visit daniellecobo.com for more resources on cultivating resilience and unleashing your inner grit. We'll be back soon with another empowering episode. Until then, be unstoppable.